listen up and watch if you're able to a podcast called the reach around table sounds like a sex move but i swear it's not i wrote it down never heard it out loud we got brian reacher and his friend chris reacher it's a reach around table reacher 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 reach around table Hello, everybody, and especially to the Reacher heads. I mean, I want to say hello to everyone, of course, like if someone's just like watching or, or listening, rather, because, of course, I haven't released any of the videos. Um, but, you know, if someone's just listening. Oh, hey, I want to check this out. This seems kind of cool. Oh, I like these guys. Uh, I like this guy, Brian. I like Street Fight, um, but especially to the Reacher heads. Uh, it's me, Chris Reacher, and I'm joined, as always, uh, by the uh, by the ever preoccupied Brian Reacher. Brian, how are you? I am not preoccupied. How dare you? I was uh, uh, I'm not preoccupied, Chris. OK, I was looking right. Now you can tell I was preoccupied. Yeah. Not fair. Yeah. I've only been awake for like an hour and uh, uh, I got a new Lego set yesterday. So I'm really having FOMO and that's missing out on playing with my legos okay so you wish you were doing your legos right now <laughs> i mean no like okay. when, when i don't wish that i mean when you were watching reacher today because of course we both just watched uh reacher uh season one episode six it's important to say season one even though season two hasn't happened it's it's confirmed that it will happen yeah so i watched it last night chris because we're doing our early morning record yeah, that's well, I mean, that's interesting. You say that you're th three hours ahead of me. <laughs> and it's interesting that you are bringing up the early to, the early aspect of this because to you, it's noon where you it's 1230 where you are. It is. It is. Yeah. But, so, I know. mean, it's, it's early for me. And, um, and of course, I had no problem watching it this morning um, because I wake up early, uh, early on. Oh, 600 hours, as I like to say. Um, and a, little, a few other people I know who I admire a lot who might wake up at a similar time. But we won't get into that um, and how one of us is sort of, you know, mimicking Reacher in their you know daily regimen and the other one is waking up at 12 o'clock playing legos yeah well not 12 o'clock i woke up at 10 30 on my own but i could have slept until two okay. if i wanted to i was really feeling like i should go back to sleep but you know i was like if i get up now i have a little bit of lego time before i record this podcast okay so you are it's it's safe to say at this point that you have you've become obsessed with the legos uh yeah i don't i i you know people who haven't listened uh, do listen to street fight and have listened to the patreon know that you know i have spent now two thousand six hundred dollars on legos since january wow so yeah yeah that was an accident though that was a whole I didn't know how much money I was spending. I just was spending it. You know, I'm trying to be more reasonable now. It seems like a, that seems like a, a serious uh, problem. <laughs> it kind of is, man. But nobody's nerfed, Chris. Yeah, no, I hear uh, you. But I mean, when you were talking about your Legos and I see you, I just I, I guess I didn't realize that it was into the thousands of dollars. And like, you know, especially in this economy, obviously and and has and i have a question for you you're you're quite new to the legos though so you might not know this but how has inflation hit the lego uh, market that no legos are like iphones chris where like they're they're worth 
what they're worth. They do have good resale value. That is one thing about oh, that. Oh man, you I'm, are you are really in, you are really messed up. You know, you know what I, I mean? Cuz you're you're angling at the like whole like, "Oh, listen, man, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like I'm, you know, I'm doing an investment." You know what I mean? You're like trying to like justify. It. You're like, "Hey, the uh -huh. resale value." It's like, "No, man, come on. It's you're playing with it. It's you can have fun with them, but you're not nobody's nobody's buying your Lego from you." I mean, Chris, who's going to be laughing when I run a town like Kleiner? Uh, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who's not going to be laughing, the people of color in your town. And let's get into the episode, <laughs> uh, everybody. Uh, this is Reacher Season 1, Episode 6. Uh, quite a, I would say, a pretty good episode overall. Had some interesting turns. Uh, uh, I mean, we'll get, obviously... Near the end of the episode, a truly legendary uh, Reacher kill. One of one of his maybe his greatest. I want to say it might I, be his best kill. I might surprise you mm -hmm. because uh, my favorite kill is is a very funny one to me. Like there is a really funny kill in this movie, the, in this episode that I really love. I mean, yeah. I really got a lot out of. Okay, so not and, and it's not the the big like the big final kill. No. Okay. Nope. That's, okay. It, it's not even Reacher, brother. Oh uh, well, then that yeah. He didn't even have the best kill in oh, the episode. Oh, that's fucked up to say. And I and now now I'm like now I'm not like playful about your your comments anymore. Now I'm like taking that as being you being quite confrontational once again. Let the record show once again. And I want to also mention that this episode was one of my favorite episodes until. Cause it was like, there was no mention of Joe and it was just like such a breath of fresh air to be like, Oh yeah, let's get to the fucking real shit here, which is Jack Reacher. And then they brought it up and they started with the, which I, I like to call him Joe jobs. And that's where like a character will start fucking basically sucking Joe off. Like, Oh Joe. It's like, why are you sucking him off? He's dead. That's, that's disgusting for one. Um, so yeah, it had a few too many Joe jobs in this episode for me. Uh, I thought, you know, it shed a little light on, on a character that, you know, is often maligned by people on this podcast. Uh, oh. Joe, Joe Reacher. We got to see, we got uh, to hear a little bit of his accomplishments again, and what he's done. Secondhand. It's coming in secondhand. And also it's like, you know how they always say shit like that about people when they die, even the worst people, they're like, oh, he was such a humanitarian. He was so wonderful. Um, so you got to take it with a grain of salt, obviously the way people speak about Reacher, that's a different story. For example, like when a tailor doesn't even have enough fucking shit to make a suit for him, he doesn't think, I mean, that's, that's quantifiable right in front of your face. But anyways, let's get into the episode. Uh, it obviously starts off, uh, Finley and, um, and, and Reacher are, you know, discussing this butterfly cut. They, they, they discover that it's a Venezuelan butterfly cut that killed, <laughs> um, <laughs> killed Kleiner Sr. And they're, they're saying, hey, we got to do some big investigations here. Definitely. We got to go on a stakeout, all this. Um, but first, um, he, he makes a little comment uh, that the dung has hit the fan. Finley says yeah. that. Um, it's kind of like a common theme in there that Finley's really, he doesn't like to curse. He's very proper. Um, and Reacher always wants him to curse. You know, in fact, in this case, he says, gee, we're crying out and just curse. But the weird thing is, is he doesn't curse in that sentence. No, you, I mean, 
for fuck's sake is the sentence yeah, exactly for fuck's say. for fuck's sakes man just curse like you know what i mean just like sh- lead the way show that like hey i'm not afraid to do it we're all we're all adults here um i can throw a curse out um but uh, hey later on in the episode let me tell you spoiler alert we do get to hear a little bit of finlay cursing it does come out every now and then and i'll tell you what it is it is a real treat when you hear it because it's you know it's so uncommon i mean to, to be honest though reacher doesn't really curse that much either no he's a good guy actually there is some real good reacher character stuff in this episode that i can't wait to like really dig in with. yeah there is some um, the, now i know? um i agree i agree with you and jack to be clear jack reacher yeah yeah well goes- yeah reacher is joe joe reacher is is because he has two names and then jack reacher is just reacher yeah because he's the because he's the main one joe's kind of like based off of him i mean he's the main he's the main guy obviously we'll see we'll well one of them's dead okay so (laughs) the the racist mayor is now freaking out because his buddy kleiner has died he's freaking out he's going crazy now i have a little bit of a treat for us here this is a uh, um, Latin audio. Uh, I have I have tracked on the Latin audio for this part. So this is the, the the opening scene with the Latin audio, or one of the opening scenes. Oh, and it's not coming through. I heard it. No, I know you did, but for some reason, and now I just realized that your desktop audio has stopped coming through as well. So the recording of this just isn't even happening. What, what a fantastic, fantastic! How the heck did do you want, uh, Chris? I have, I have an idea. I I know a way we can record this. Oh, hang on a and second. Make it though. really easy. I mean, it's 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 back working again now. I just, yeah. What happens is, as soon as I press play on this to play the clip, then it just stops recording um, your audio. So it stops well, then, yeah, like, or m- maybe it doesn't, but it just doesn't pick up this audio, I should say. You want to like, try Crowdcast and we can just, uh, I can get it done? Because I can just put us in Crowdcast and you can share your screen. Um, Yeah, I mean, we could definitely do that, right? Does that, does that record, it doesn't record video, we'd be recording audio, right? And then I could just uh, keep... that would be the problem. That but, would be the problem. And then I could just but keep I could... I could keep recording video. Um I could send you the video too though. I can send you the video. It just uh Yeah, no, but uh, I we... have I have like with the yeah, so I can just keep recording here, but then I have to sync it, I guess. It does make it for what why is this happening? This is so fucking maddening. It really is annoying. I mean, we could just go with no clips on this episode, you know? We could just there's only there was only 3 clips I was going to be playing anyways. So we could okay. go no we could go no clips on this episode. Uh, listen. I'm cool li- with that. Hey, listener, we're going no clips on this episode. It's a technical there's technical reasons for it. We're going no clips. This is an episode this episode title is going to be no clips even though there's no episode titles. You're going to know that unofficially that's the title of the episode, no clips. Yeah, okay. we'll be okay though. We will absolutely be okay without clips because I have a lot of stuff I wanted to talk. And about I'll be anyway. honest with you, a lot of the times I forget to play the clips, anyways, and we usually only <laughs> play a couple of them. Um, this one I was really excited because again, it was the Latin audio, and it really does sound funny to hear the racist mayor say, you know, doing his kind of tirades, but then he's doing it in Latin. It is very funny. Um, but yeah, basically he is freaking out, uh, Finlay comes into the station and they have kind of a a, a normal conversation like I, like they, i felt yeah 
I felt that they were. I felt like they were getting along. Yeah, for that one for, for that one moment, it was like, okay, we're on the same side here. We have to we have to figure out who killed this guy. And I think it was kind of that moment where they they both really do want to find out who killed um, Kleiner Senior. So they actually do yeah. have common ground. Yeah. Well, and and this scene is really important to me in a way because it gets to something we've been talking about through this whole series, mm-hmm. right? How so much better Jack? To- how much better Jack is than Joe? Yeah. Well, I don't no, know. How well, does that? How does that show? I don't know how this scene shows that. Well, no, I'm saying that. Okay, so in the first episode, even Kleiner Jr. When Joe's killed, in, when Joe gets killed, when he gets got, you're talking about the yes. first episode where Joe has his guard down and and gets clipped. Something that would never he, happen to Jack. He does. This is an accident. Uh, an accident he, that was killed on purpose. He was bested. <laughs> he was bested, and we're gonna find out by who. And I already know by who. Also, I already know by who. So Kleiner comes in to the goddamn. Uh, Kleiner Junior comes into the police station, and and is like pissed off at Finley. He's like, so you know, mad. You, you fucking said my dad's a murderer. Now my dad's dead, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's he's yelling about that, and he comes in and he's like. I'm going to whoop Finley's ass. Yep. And he goes and he fucking throws a punch at Finley and yep. Finley backs off or like does a duck and then gets him in a hold. And it's like, bro, Kleiner Jr. thought he could beat up Reacher. Like he's he is intimidating Reacher, yeah. but he can't even beat up Finley. Yeah, Finley like, what is, is he up to? Finley, it, it was weird. It was almost like maybe... Kleiner Jr. in that moment was like too emotional. Do you know what I mean? He let his emotions get the best of him and he wasn't like thinking straight because, yeah, he's I think he's meant to be a more powerful, you know, person than that. It it seems he's he's even bigger than Finley. You know, Finley's a small Mm -hmm. guy. If anyone who if you're somehow (laughs) listening to this podcast and you don't watch it, he's very short and small. You know, he looks like he's like pretty muscular, like, you know, he's in pretty good shape, but he's short. Um, and he yeah, easily handles uh, Kleiner Jr. Uh, Kleiner Jr. basically uh, runs out there and calls him a carpetbagger. What do you know? I don't know what that term. I've heard it a lot, but I, I don't, I'm, I'll, I'll admit I don't know what that term means. Carpetbagger. It is carpetbagger. It's like a uh, they come from the north to come oh. down to to the south in order to make their money i see okay um, so there's a reason why i don't know it because i'm a freaking canadian yeah. yeah it's a united states thing it's opportunistic northerners who came to the southern states after the civil war it's like during during uh reconstruction after the civil war and stuff like that people came down there and uh tried to make money after slavery was outlawed i see and that's what a carpetbagger is okay so calls him calls him a carpetbagger as he sort of um you know you can you can tell hey it's not resolved in his mind you know he's he's clearly still angry with finley he's really mad about him accusing his dad of being a murderer I wouldn't be happy. I, I got to be on his I got to be on Kleiner Jr.'s side a little. I mean, it does make Finley look really bad. It yes. makes this this part makes Finley and Reacher look. I mean, I got to say not like good guys to yeah. me. They seem like the bad guys. Like Surface really, level. Yeah. A, a guy dies and you're fucking rubbing it in his son's face. Think about that. If somebody did that to you. Yeah. You know, very no, uh... mean. And I think Reacher and, and Finley should should you know try to 
think about stuff from from another person's side. I mean, know? I what, agree, what Finley. I agree, Finley should, but I, I don't think we we're in any position to tell Reacher what he should and shouldn't be doing and how he should be acting. Um, now, at that point, um, the racist mayor uh, then he goes, he falls back into his. You know, we think, oh, he could be actually friendly with Finley. No, it turns out not. He tells him, hey, hit the bench. Uh, don't go to the crime scene. And Finley's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm the lead investigator. He says, listen, he start, and then he starts using like all these, like, you know, he's like, hit the bench. I'll call you into the game. Like he starts going really heavy with the sports, uh, like analogies, um, which was kind of a little bit weird. Um, like, but sorry, Chris, anybody, anybody who's ever watched a crime show mm -hmm. knows that uh, you got to get to that crime scene as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be sitting around waiting and the first and, forty-eight you know, hours. Yeah, first forty-eight hours is the most important part. You know, if the but, it, what's what is it? What does it say? Have you ever seen the first forty-eight? There's that thing that they say at the beginning, the A and E show. You know, it comes a large percentage yeah. harder to solve. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'll I'll say this though, and and maybe you know people might disagree. But I think what the mayor was doing there was kind of nice for Finley because it's been a fucking tough time. He just saw a dead body. A guy just tried to punch him in the face. It's his job, Maybe man. Take a breath, no, bro. no, take no, a no, 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 no. No, you know, come on, man. This guy's corrupt top to bottom. This guy's got mm. bad intentions all the way, and I, I can't believe you're giving him the benefit of the doubt on this one. Not only that, but Finley's the lead investigator. You don't give your lead investigator fucking time to cool off in the Just first 48 hours little. of <laughs> it's the first you know, 48 it's the first 48 hours of a of a, a murder investigation okay he uh, said he said he said finley take yourself a little bit of personal time go get a pepsi sit down enjoy your day and then that murder scene's gonna be there tomorrow you know don't worry about it. And that's what I like about this mayor a lot of times is like he is like a real workers rights type of guy. You know, uh, uh, listen, man, I don't want to spoil anything, but you really got to stop speaking so positively about the mayor. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I just all I'm saying is when you got a good boss, you got a good boss. And that's how I really feel. It's like I, I you know. So I've had bosses that were like, you had a really tough time today. Why don't you just take tomorrow off? And like, you know, that that's a real positive thing for me. So I'm just saying the mayor was at least being good to his workers. Reacher goes to get his windows tinted now. He needs a tint on his Bentley. Um where did he get the fucking money, Chris? That is so weird. Like, no, what do you mean? He I... got it, he got it from those he stole, he took he takes money from the people who try to kill him. Did I I did I forget that? Yeah. Yeah, you forgot. Did, he, he he took money from the guys who there's many of assassins have tried to kill him and every time he'll <laughs> he runs their he runs their their pockets after he kills them every single time. And they've always got a fat stack on him because someone paid them a fat stack of cash to kill Reacher because it's so hard to kill him. So they gave him like so much money for it and they're holding a bunch of cash and then he takes it from him. It's pretty standard Reacher practice. That's so true. yeah, money That's is true. money is never an issue for him, um, and it shows that afterwards that yeah that that you know because he needs a loaner because it's going to take three days and the guy says we don't do loaners and he pulls out his fucking stack and all of a sudden the guy changes his tune and says you can take mine and it and it's kind of that funny moment it's not the kind of car you'd expect someone like Reacher to be driving is <laughs> it? 
No, yeah. no, absolutely yeah, not. It's an it's, old it's, old minivan. Dodge Caravan. Dodge I Caravan, think. and it's really kind of an old beat-up one. Like, you can imagine, like, a family one from the 90s, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? we're getting up. Yeah. We're get, we're getting close to, Chris, we're getting close to my character stuff here that we're really going to have to have a talk about. Okay. Um, but first, um, uh, Finley uh, goes to the barber. Uh, the sage, the wise old barber, talks to him. Uh, they have a conversation about racism uh, that uh, basically, you know, hey, why do you live here? And he says, what do you, like, it's kind of a weird question, honestly, because it's like I understand it is like a kind of but I think a lot of places, you know, small towns in uh, places like that are, have racism. And as we you know, see, I think a lot of big cities also have racism as well. And so just the idea of Finley saying, like, why would you stay here? Why would you live here? And he's like, what's my house? It's where my house is. <laughs> my family's <laughs> been here for hundreds of years. It's where when I was born, I lived here. Like, what do you mean? You know, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So he, he and then he gives and then he has a better question. He says, why did you come here? Which is a reasonable question. <laughs> You know, yeah, he, yeah. he sort of throws it back on Finley. And he says, the real question is, why did you come here? And Finley's like, oh, I'm not telling you, <laughs> which is yeah. Finley never. Yeah. Well, though, he does open up later on in this episode. And we kind of figure out a little bit more about him. Um, oh, also, he brought the wrong tomatoes for the guy. Fucking dickhead move. Dickhead move. Brought, brought shitty yeah. tomatoes for him, you know. Yeah, but the wrong Romas. He wants Romas. He's bringing heirlooms, which are actually better, but, well, you know. Well, it's personal preference, though, but I guess you're right. If they are better, then it's like, well, how's he to know that he prefers Romas? I don't know. Maybe ask around, though, because it seems like small town. You might be able to get that information. You know, what kind of tomatoes does he like? Um, I, I got to tell you, I fucking hate this guy's sandwiches, too. I don't know why, but I just I find them to be not good tomato and mayo on bread is like it's old school it's old school Ugh. it's it's a it's from a different era this is an older gentleman i i don't think you know i think their palate is a little bit different generationally so i think that yeah I, I don't know that it necessarily flies uh for somebody like you or i you know like somebody like you who would you know you're no doubt eating gummy bears sometimes and stuff that's true that's that's a fair point but i mean gummy bears better than a tomato sandwich to you so to you because you okay. become accustomed to them this, this this gentleman's never had gummy bears so. probably not no he doesn't seem like a gummy bears kind oh, of guy. yeah you know older people when they need a treat they have buttermilk or something like that um sure. okay and he loved this guy loves reacher too by the way oh of course because he he's got a good because he's a good judge of character He's a good judge of character. Um, okay, so uh, next up we have Roscoe introduced into the episode. Roscoe, uh, Reacher's uh, potential partner. Um, she, of course, shows up to the cabin to relieve Captain Picard of the FBI, uh, who's a friend of Finley. Um, and so she shows up and uh, the FBI guy leaves. Uh, old uh, Picard leaves and... Uh, they're left alone. Shouldn't be any problem, though, I would imagine, right? Yeah, I'm nervous about this Picard. I don't, I don't fully trust him. You, you, know? you, you're getting the feeling like Picard might be a bad guy. I mean, in this episode, it definitely, the fact, I mean, a little bit of a spoiler here. Uh, I was sort of just alluding to it. 
I mean, they do essentially people show up as soon as he leaves. Yes. So, I mean, that yeah. that's, you know, that's not that's not the best look for you. Um, but they all do still uh, seem to trust him quite a bit in spite of that. They don't you know, the characters know. don't don't see it that way. Definitely. Um, Roscoe's okay. never met this guy in her life. Yeah. But she trusts and, Finley until now. She trusts Finley. <laughs> Okay. She trusts Finley really well, and then Finley trusts this guy. So I think that's where it's coming from. Um, okay, so now Reacher and Finley uh, are on their stakeout, um, and they're outside of the Kleiner Industries. Uh, and uh, this is where we really get a lot. I mean, is this is this the scene you're talking about where we learn yes. a lot? Yes, I was gonna say this is we learn a lot about both characters here. This is one of the real you know um a lot of of conversation them just sitting in a van together first off reacher pulls his jerky out we learn that he loves jerky not surprising he loves its protein content uh finley's kind of pissed off because the smell of which i didn't even like jerky i guess has a smell but it's not like do you know what i, I mean i'm with finley are you, are you are you really that. are you really because i'm with yeah. i'm i'm definitely with it on like on like smelly foods like pulling it out in like a, a van that's like but i just don't see jerky as being one of those really pungent foods that's that's really upsetting to smell you know fills the car with baloney smell it smells kind of like baloney yeah it's not good not great um smells like baloney what are we talking about your fucking jack and joe reacher takes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. So, so in this scene, they're having this conversation. They're getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And Finley starts out first, right? He's, you know, he's talking to Reacher about, like, who the fuck are you? What do you do? Uh, what'd you do in the military? Yeah. Reacher's kind of giving him a little information about his military service. And, and, Re- and, and Finley's like, uh, so where are the people you served with? And Reacher's like, I don't talk to him. I don't. I don't fucking know. And I started thinking about that on that scene uh, and thought about how many friends Joe Reacher had. Like, just this guy's talking to his secretary. He's talking to these professors. He's like, he's such a fucking guy with all these friends. And Jack is just like, I'm not even going to call the people that I served with in the military. Fuck them, you know? Mm -hmm. And that just goes to his character. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't talk to people from high school either. But, like, uh, it just feels like Jack, no friends. Joe, several friends. And that's interesting because in that line of work, it's almost like, it's almost like in this line of work that these two gentlemen are both in, that you don't want to have a lot of friends because when you do, that leaves you uh, 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 out in the open to potentially be killed, which, oh, by the way, is exactly what fucking happened to Joe. And because Jack doesn't keep anyone very close, he's managed to keep himself alive. It's called fucking survival, pal. It's not a world that you or I live in. He doesn't get to go fucking play Legos with his buddies. Okay? It's attitude, though. It's Jack's attitude. And it it really is kind of like, what are you doing on this earth if you don't have any friends? Chris, you're a dear friend of mine. And I wouldn't trade that. I mean, we're brothers. But, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't trade that for the entire fucking world. You know what I mean? I wouldn't trade that. No, I appreciate that. But you have Reacher. No, but you. uh, Oh, that's ridiculous. If you had the chance to be Jack Reacher instead of being my friend and you chose not to. Oh. No, I mean the truth is we obviously, like I said, we live we live different lives. Uh, we haven't we we weren't 
we're not in that world that they're in. So of course it's better for us to have friends, but if we were in that world, would we have the wherewithal to recognize that, oh, it's maybe actually good and safe for other people as well. And actually it's actually you're being a better friend to people by not being close to them because then you're not putting them at risk. Like Joe's putting all these people at risk, by the way. And, and by the way, one of them is fucking dead as well. A fucking university professor who called him a friend is fucking dead. And we'll get to that later on in this episode. This fucking guy is a university professor dead now because they were friends with fucking Joe and Joe wasn't fucking kind enough to keep him at arm's length. Nah, that's not, I mean, I guess like what is the richness of Jack's life, you know? And and oh, I don't just think saving the saving the saving the country. That's all saving the world. Well, Joe already did that. Oh no! Oh, oh did counterfeiting. He? Oh, did he? So then, why is it still happening? And why is he dead and buried in the ground? And Jack is having to clean up his fucking mess right now as we speak. If he well, already he fucking, if he already, how did he fix it? And by the way, and then it. we're about to fucking find out in this episode. And how dare you talk to me like this when you know this information as well. We're about to find out in this episode that this fucking lying piece of shit, Joe, didn't even stop domestic counterfeiting because the actual shit is happening within the United States. The actual shit that he's investigating Bro. is happening. So even his biggest claim to fame is a fucking lie that Jack now has to clean up. Well, and and I don't know. I'm thinking about Joe, and I'm thinking about a guy that stopped domestic counterfeiting. That then, he, then again, didn't. Then, then again, did. So then, if you if finds, you stopped it, if you that, so you're about to you're about to say he stopped domestic counterfeiting, and then found out that there was still some happening. Those two sentences <laughs> contradict each other. You cannot. You gotta, it's whack a mole when it comes to crime, Chris. I don't know if you know because we're we're kind of on the other side of the law sometimes. Uh, but when it comes to crime, it's whack-a-mole, you know, the stuff pops up, and it seems like he figured the whole thing out. That's the thing about Joe, is even when... Yeah, whack-a-mole. So, so when's he, he going to pop his head up out of the ground like a bull? Oh, he's not, because he's fucking dead. <laughs> Guy has one small failure, but then figures it out. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, shit, there's counterfeiting. There's domestic counterfeiting. Uh, it's probably this Kleiner guy and the mayor or whatever, and uh, or Venezuelans, obviously. I mean, yeah. every Amazon Prime show, the bad guys are Venezuelans. It's probably these Venezuelans. Let's figure it out. And then he just so happened to get killed. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. uh, he seems like a nicer, better guy than Jack. Jack, hey, I'll fucking give it to you, dude. Jack can whip people's asses. He's great at it. He can kill them and whip their asses. Yeah, he but can, I don't know. Yeah, he could beat you up, and he could beat Joe up as well. But anyways, mm-hmm. well, we okay. need to. We need to. Okay, so. So Reacher then is basically getting called out by Finley for, hey, not, you know, being able to, like, connect with these people or whatever. There's so- but, but then Reacher does say a line that I guess is, you know, he sees him spinning his ring and he says, hey, what about you? I've seen trees lose rings faster, you know, um, kind of a dope line, you know, kind of a dope no, this- Oh, fine. It's fine. It's, it's kind a, of a dope line. Five out of ten. No, yeah, it's kind of, of a dope line. It's a thinker. Yeah, at first you're like, oh, that's okay. That's a five out of ten. But then you start really thinking about it. And you're like, oh, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a. You realize it's a nine point five or so. It's <laughs> a great fucking that's line. Generous. It's so generous. It's great, don't lose rings. It's a great line. line. It's a great line. Uh, well, the, but the fact, the, the basic facts are there. Uh, basic facts yeah. are there. 
Um, True. <laughs> okay, so um, oh, I forgot to mention as well that at the cabin they were playing Settlers of Catan. Um, that was interesting. <laughs> weird thing to so, be doing. So. Uh, Finley, when he gets that line thrown at him about, hey, I've seen, he he throws the ultimate comeback at Reacher. There's nothing Reacher can say to this. It's a fucking showstopper because Reacher's like, what about you? You can't move on. I've seen trees rig, uh, lose rigs faster. And this guy hits him with a fucking huge comeback. He says, my wife's dead. Yeah, my wife's actually dead, bitch. You know, he was like really. Yeah, he's like, come back from that. He's like, what do you got to say to that, pal? And then Reacher's just like, why didn't you fucking tell me? Like, he's, he's like all mad at him, you know. Um, and then and then he sort of says, hey, I you know I never said that we weren't divorced. You just assumed that shit. He kind of throws it at Reacher there, to be honest. He says, hey, you're not always right about everything, which is bullshit. Cause like I'm sure he was like. I'm sure he did something to like intentionally make Reacher think that he was divorced. Reacher would never yeah. make a mistake like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, he seems like that kind of depressed guy. And what he's doing, he's punishing himself. Yeah, penance. Right? Penance. He's penance. he's punishing yeah. himself. So he's gone to this um small, potentially racist town in the south, <laughs> um, in order to because and and it was because he was unable to save his wife, right? That was that's yeah. that's the reason why. Um, and then and then Reacher basically says, "Hey, you're a fucking idiot if you think that." Um, and then yeah, he uh, says, uh, hmm? "He says, well, that's stupid, and if you believe that, you're stupid." And then he says, is... "Fuck you, uh, Finlay." <laughs> yeah. And then and then Reacher loves that. Reacher's like, "I love when you curse." And then he's like, "Well, double fuck you twice." Yeah, I didn't like that. It's close to like getting to fart Muppet or whatever, like one of those uh, guys from The Wire insults, you know? Um, double fuck you twice. Because it's not even saying too. Like, if you want to, like, you know, if he's like, man, I love when you curse, he's like, well, then fuck you and the shit cunt fuck tits, you know? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, do a bunch of other ones. Like, double fuck you twice is like, it's not adding any more cursing, actually. That's um, true. It's not heading any more curse. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, okay, so um, they then notice the nephew, who I guess he was like in the diner scene. He's kind of around. He's like he's like a little lackey of uh, Kleiner Junior. I guess he's his cousin or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. So he he's taking the truck out, and they say, "Okay, let's follow this guy. Let's see where he goes." So they go continue their stakeout, and we cut back to. Um, to Roscoe and the wife, uh, Charlie is her name as well, right? Like it's also yes. a, um, uh, uh, generally thought to be, although Charlie is a little bit more, um, unisex, but generally a male name. So it's kind of interesting how they do that. They play against a lot of different stereotypes in this show, and it's kind of cool how they do that. <laughs> okay, That's I, true. I have to actually read a comment. We, we don't have the clips, but I, I have to read a comment um, uh, after we talk about a certain scene, which is a legendary scene that we've actually alluded to and talked about earlier on the on the pod. Um, OK, so they're having a conversation, uh, Roscoe and the wife, and then Roscoe sees uh, some lights outside, realizes, oh, shit, we got they're here. Which, again, right after this FBI guy leaves, later on that evening, boom, now people are coming to kill them. Um, and uh, she she goes and hides the kids and the wife, and she shoots one of the guys. She, yeah. she like, yeah, she, she 
shoots one of them. I think that's actually later on because something happens before that. Um, but yeah, she shoots one of them in the knee and then she shoots a crazy ricochet shot off the tree uh, that disables the guy. Um, and he has a bomb that then goes off and blows himself up. So that's kind of a cool scene. Um, but yeah. before that, we have a really legendary scene where Reacher and Finlay are in the car and Reacher is listening to some blues, which Finlay hates. And Reacher uh, uh, says how, you know, um, this guy is, uh, you know, he knows all the history about these these different acts. And Finley says, let me put on something that I want to listen to. And what does he put on, Brian? Kansas. Carry on my wayward son. And let me say this. Whew. I can't believe. I, I, I got to tell you. I can't believe this mechanic had uh, T-Bone Walker. Was it the guy's name? And and Kansas in his car. It's like really perfect yeah. for Finley and eclectic uh, very eclectic uh taste in music yeah. which definitely helped the scene out because they needed those two different um uh, uh styles of music um but this is what i wanted to read is on this scene the funny car radio scene carry on my wayward son that's the name the title of the episode the first comment from Electron Tuba says the reversal of cultural music tropes is hilarious and so well executed by these two actors. Fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, this is a woke show, really, is how I feel. It's I mean, like, that is blasting uh, apart stereotypes. I mean, that is that is an absolutely legendary comment. Uh, it's got a heart from the uploader as well, by the way. The uploader has, has given a heart to that comment, so they enjoyed that. Uh, as I mentioned, it cuts back then. We see Roscoe deal with these two uh, assassins. Not very good assassins, by the way. Even the, the first one gets shot in the knee, and then the other one freaks out. Like yeah, the other one yeah. is just like, oh my god, I did not foresee the possibility of somebody trying to shoot back at us. Like he so, seemed genuinely like uh, put put off by that. This is incredible. For this was, you know, obviously at the end of the show, I'm going to say this, but uh, shooting the tree and making the bark come off and get in the guy's eyes while he's holding a bomb yeah. that makes noise. By the way, the bomb beeps. Yeah. Uh, it was a beeper. And then he drops it on the ground. Classic beeper bomb. It, Classic beeper bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beeper bomb. He drops it on the ground, and instead of running away from it, he's like, I got to get this bomb. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, – yeah, it was It was really an incredible kill. And I'm, so I'm, you're, I'm guessing that was your – like, that's your favorite scene. That's your best scene, and that's your top kill. That's what you're going to say, yeah? I mean, it might be my top kill – in the whole, the whole show. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Yeah. That's that that because that's the guy that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. The, the guy's incredibly stupid. And also I wanted to say, uh, and this is no knock on Roscoe, it's an honest person that does stuff like this. She didn't go check their pockets, you know. Uh some more dishonest people might have gone and, and taken everything out of their pockets and Buddy, if somebody sort of comes to fucking kill you and you kill them, you run their fucking pockets every single time. It is it is standard. I mean, and also, Roscoe has a normal fucking job. Although, I guess Reacher does. Um, he gets, like, money, right, from the government or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Which he deserves. Which he deserves. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody deserves a pension. 
You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, the nephew stops at a motel uh, as Reacher and Finley are are following him, and this is a, a legendary scene as well in my mind, just because Reacher knows that those tops of those fucking trucks are thin nylon. So, so they they say we want to look inside to see what's how much money's in this truck, where it's getting taken to, or whatever. We're trying to figure this out. So they they go to the motel. They see. Oh, he says he's going to go to sleep right away because he's so tired. Like, Reacher knows he's going to be tired, That like, using his oh, yeah. Reacher sense. Um, yeah. He's like, this guy's going to be tired from driving. That's, like, <laughs> it's pretty smart to, to realize that. He's like, he's been driving all day. That does make you tired. Um, it does. And so but they, they go and uh finley says oh i'm gonna i'm gonna you know cut the lock and and open it from the back and he says that'll be too loud and then he goes to the top to cut the top with a knife which is also very loud yeah uh yeah that i can't i i uh don't know how the guy inside heard him if that if that makes sense, I think like, it was just I think it was just the general kerfuffle outside that he heard. You know what I mean? Like there was like, and then he might have also heard Finley saying, "Be quiet," you know? Yeah, like Finley yeah. shouldn't have said that. That doesn't help. You don't yell to he someone was, to to be quiet. You know? <laughs> he was he was like when you're a kid and yeah. and you're trying to whisper to the other kid in kindergarten class, and the teacher's like, "Dude." That's not whispering. He that was Finley's bad. I or that was his problem. He, he yeah. should have done that. Yeah, you you never say that. You're trying to keep you know when someone's being too loud, you never try to alert them via you know in an auditor. Uh, you know, it's just not a smart thing to do. Uh, anyways, he mm -hmm. comes out. The nephew comes out, and he basically walks around the truck and somehow like this guy's got really bad instincts because like you should just sense that like people are around. It's like such a, it's like quiet. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, it's middle of the night. There's no other sounds really going. It's in the middle of a parking lot in the middle of nowhere. You should just sense and feel that there's like people present with you. One of them's like walking slowly around the truck, avoiding you. And one of them's fucking a big giant man right above you. Um, but he doesn't, I, he doesn't. I love Finley's move here. That, that the Finley stuff here was, grade a good he i mean yeah you know he hid from that guy so perfectly but wouldn't it he hear him moving great. do you know what i mean wouldn't you hear the movement of somebody like I, I i don't know i just i feel like it was a little bit i feel like he would have noticed but you're right finley did a good job he did a good job. i mean he's yeah. been he's been learning he's been hanging out with reacher for a while now he's learning a lot of stuff obviously from him um, he could have already known that. Well, nah. Well, maybe. Like, maybe he knew worse versions of it, and Reacher sort of told him the better version of it. Um, okay, so that turns out the truck was empty. Crazy. And then, and then, okay. You got, I, this scene is so important to me. Oh, which I'm one? I'll tell you why. Which one? This this part right here. Okay, this, you when tell they me get then. back in the car. You tell when me. When they're standing by the car. You know what I mean? They're having this conversation by yep. the car. Mm -hmm. Finley goes like, who the fuck drives around with an empty car? Yeah. You know, for all day. Like, what are you doing with this empty truck? Uh, Jack Reacher, he's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. And Jack goes, Jack says this really cool line. He's like, I don't know, but Joe did. And I was like, yeah, he did. He knew, actually. Joe knew what was going on. Jack, Jack's still trying to figure it out. So I kind of like that part. It showed 
Joe's influence on on the show there. Yeah, and then and then very soon after, just in this next moment, <clears throat> we learn that Joe got an innocent uh, professor murdered. That wasn't Joe's fault, though. Oh, really? So you, would, would would that person still be alive had Joe not contacted them? Um, maybe. I don't. I don't oh, think so. Maybe on. not. I guess like if Jack was so smart, he would. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know for a fact. So basically, we learn that Joe. You know, I, we've sort of been learning, and it's sort of obvious that Joe is is working with these professors who are specialists in this counterfeiting stuff, and so he's brought them into the fold here and quite clearly gotten them killed in this operation because they're doing it from an academic standpoint, so they were never involved in any investigations before. So Joe directly uh, got this professor, Professor Bryant, and let's say their name, please. Professor Bryant with a family is, is dead because of this person, Joe. Okay, so so anyway, so yeah, they call Professor Bryant, boom, dead. Um, woman on the phone answering, uh, distraught. You know, this 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 professor, this was just someone working with him, and this professor meant the world to her, and she's devastated, and and it's all Joe's fault. And then they call the next uh, professor. Thankfully, she's not been killed yet, um, and so Jack has to say, hey, this is what you need to do to not get killed. Something that Joe never fucking even had the decency to say to these people. Um, and says, I'm going to come see you. And guess what, folks? Reacher is going to New York. Yeah. So anything you got to say to that? Uh, excited for Reacher to get to New York. I don't, you know, you're like, has he even ever been there? He's, he's more of a Southern States guy. Um, and I will say this. Reacher has known since like episode two about these professors, but they were out of they were out of the country. <laughs> yeah, but he could have contacted one. Yeah, of them I mean it does seem weird. Both of them. It it it's almost like it, it is a bit of an error in the show. I will say that in the writing of the show that they brought the professors up way too early. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like in the plot, they brought them up, and then they it just led you to start saying like, okay, we're, you know, the, they're clearly the answer to this, and yet they even make reference to them like, oh man, if we could only talk to them, too bad they're still out of town, you know? And it's like now we got to yeah. do some more shit, and now it's finally time in the sixth episode to call them in. So it's a bit of a, it's it's a bit weird that they even I don't know I don't remember why they brought them up in the first place, but it feels like they didn't need to at the time. Yeah, it do, it didn't it it was kind of like if they hadn't brought them up I guess then people would be like who are these fucking professors they're at But but you could have just get gotten the information it could have it could have not been on that piece of paper it could have been found a little bit later on like talk to someone else who then gives the information that Joe was working with these professors and that's who you need to talk to It feels like it could have been it was I don't want to I don't want to criticize um just in case any of the writers or creators uh, do listen to our a podcast to reach a round table um okay so um roscoe uh we we cut to roscoe meeting the kids um and charlie uh outside and saying hey we got to go meet picard uh the guy that you don't trust at all uh over Not even at, a little bit over at the diner um 
and uh, she gives a little piggyback ride to one of the kids, just basically showing Roscoe is very good, and we should definitely like uh, Roscoe, without a doubt. Um, uh, Reacher goes to the airport, and then we cut back to... Uh, oh, yeah, Reacher gives his big gun to uh, Finley, and Finley has a pretty funny line. You know, he said, oh, you probably wouldn't have got that through the old TSA. <laughs> that, but you wouldn't. You know what I mean? For the no people chance. listening, I'm sorry the dipshit neighbors are ma- mowing their lawn. So, oh wow. I hope you can't hear that. Yeah. I mean, I just heard it a little bit, but it's not okay, that good. bad. It's not that bad. No, no, no. It's not that bad. It's not. Th- and honestly, yeah, I mean, we're we're deep into the episode now, so people are just like listening intently. They want to know what happens. Um, yeah, they're already in- invested now. They're not going to turn it off. Can I tell you with my notes cuz I wrote these in bed last night while I'm working there's okay so i have one note here that said did that dang fbi agent sell out the hubble family and then just one more note about what we're probably going to go into next which is paul hubble's situation yeah and uh the next note i have says i know picard is a bad guy so so you are you are you are and again i know the outcome of it so i cannot weigh in on this but you are convinced of this brian that picard is a bad guy as bad as they get he is a villain okay okay that's interesting okay so um yes that's what we're going to get into next basically uh roscoe says hey listen charlie your husband paul hubble was lying to you he wasn't working for this bank and then and then Charlie's like, yo, what the fuck do you think I am, you dipshit? Of course I knew all of that. It's my fucking husband, you know? Um, and then explains the situation that, uh, you know, we all sort of thought was probably the case. Kleiner forced him into working for the company by uh, having him unwittingly, unknowingly uh, do a bunch of international fraud um uh, that he thought was legitimate stuff uh brought him over to venezuela and uh um and then took him into this horse this place where they kept horses and used some analogy about gnawing at the thing and how you're not going to be able to get out basically threatened him and said hey you're you're stuck working for us now and then he also witnessed a guy get his balls cut off and crucified yeah and and i'll say this I do kind of, uh, I, I feel bad for Paul now. Like, yes. It, this part, actually, I'll tell you this. This part made me feel more bad for him than when they were in jail. Yeah. You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because you really you know? realize, like, this guy was fucked, and he's got a family, and he's afraid they're going to kill his family, which they're now trying to do, so he was right in his fears. Yeah, no, he's in a terrible situation. Um, okay, so Picard uh, comes and meets Picard. This guy he says, hey, what happened? You know what I mean? Which I bet you didn't really. You were like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? When he when he says that to Roscoe, right? What happened? You're thinking to yourself, well, you know what happened, pal, right? Yeah, 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 because you're a villain. Um, yep. So uh, we cut to New York City. Reacher's in New York City. Uh, he's in a cab. Cab driver starts saying how he's got a beast in the back seat. Uh, he's saying it in his own language. I don't know what the language is. I'm I'm ignorant. It's he the the gentleman is is Middle Eastern, um, but I'm not sure which language he's speaking. But I'll tell you who does know which language he's speaking. <laughs> fucking Reacher, yeah, Reacher fucking knows the language and basically responds to him saying you have to take the beast here and then go back uptown. 
and the guy is obviously cannot believe it. He cannot fucking believe it. I felt bad for that guy, too, because it's like, I mean, why did Reacher have to? It's kind of a big timing situation. Oh, you're telling me you're telling me Reacher was trying to big time someone. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, it is kind of what he he does a lot. Yeah, I will admit he does like people to know about his, you know, accomplishments and who he is and what he's able to do. He's not he doesn't hide that fact. But you know what? Uh, You know, he's he's an exceptional individual. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with letting people know that you're an exceptional individual. Um, I guess if you got it, flaunt it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Now, he needs a suit. This is interesting. We get to see Reacher in a suit, which is kind of cool here. Um, But I I mentioned early on he he walks into the tailor and the tailor says, good God, I don't have enough fabric. You know, which would (laughs) but that would be a problem. Right. Because it's like that means he could only make one suit, maybe. Yeah. And I I. uh, uh... I kind of feel bad. You don't say that to a guy. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how big he is, you don't well, say, I don't think they make clothes your size. But it is a little different because he's he's like big, like he's a big giant muscle guy. Do you know what I mean? He's not True. out of shape. Like, it'd be different. You're right. If there's like an overweight person comes in, you would imagine that. Like, oh, buddy, we don't have enough fabric for you. You know, like yeah, that would mean. be really That'd mean. Be mean. But I think yeah. he recognized that reacher wants to look like that and that he's like you know he's he's the statuesque god so he's saying it in a complimentary way but then once again he you know hey we do have something special for you and who who, uh because a ex-football player you know a a giants player uh didn't pick up a suit it reminded me of when there was like somebody who was in the jail remember like they just happened to have one extra because we had this one other gigantic person uh, Actually, to quote them, a Samoan guy. Was oh, that's here. right. That was in prison. Was a Samoan guy, and in this case, it was an ex uh, New York Giant or a New York Giants player. Uh, yeah, New York Football Giants, baby. The New York Football Giants. Um, okay, so he goes to the police station, pretending to be a lawyer, uh, going to talk to the one surviving um, professor who is lucky enough to survive with her life, in spite of coming across. Uh, Joe, the Black Widow Reacher. Um, Chris, Chris, can I say, I have a note here that I need to get to. Reacher looks stupid in a suit was something I wanted to just get out there real quick. I had that written down. I wanted to say it. What In what way? What do you, what do you, what do you mean? He just looks goofy. Like, I, I just, as I looked at him in that suit, yeah, I'm like, what a what a uh what's the word uh he he's very stupid yeah in this suit it's all it's almost like it's almost like he's a working class everyman type person who is more comfortable and looks more comfortable and looks more appropriate just wearing you know jeans and a t-shirt Uh, Just like, you know, your everyday working class person versus, yeah, obviously some pencil pusher fucking suit, uh, you know, uber wealthy elite class person like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't. uh, Oh, I guess Joe Reacher. Um, Yeah, would probably look better in a suit. But those aren't the kind of people I love. I, I didn't I didn't and I didn't realize they were the type of people that you love, Brian, the people who, you know, look appropriate in a suit and prefer wearing suits. But that's cool. I'll take that under consideration. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, Joe probably looks great, though. 
Okay. Like a real suave fella. Okay. I thought you were going to like push back on the suit thing, but you just kind of accepted it. I didn't really have anything I to say. I <laughs> did accept it. I get what you're saying, that I shouldn't like a guy wearing a suit. Looks, and it's not, it's not like Joe Biden wears a suit. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. And he looks good not, in a suit. It's not to me, Chris. Mm -hmm. It's not like. I'm not saying he shouldn't wear a suit. Obviously, he needs to wear a suit. He's being a lawyer here. Yes. I'm just saying, what a he just looks goofy as hell. It's like I just wanted to say it because it's like, you know, you see hey. somebody in a goofy clown outfit. Yeah, what, oh, and they oh, look like clown, clown. Not a clown outfit. It's not a he looks like a goofy clown. Well, he doesn't look like a clown. Isn't a that clown has colorful stuff on? I mean, that's just a poor comparison. He doesn't look like a clown. I'll I'm tell you who you, though, Chris. I'll tell you who kind of does I, look like a clown, though, with a bunch of fucking red polka dots all over their body. Fucking Joe Reacher. Fucking... <laughs> He's dead. Fucking That's bullet not holes. right to say. Not bullet right holes. to say. Uh, it's not right, but it's, it, is, it is sure is appropriate. Um, okay, so uh, when Reacher walks in, the, the lady does do a bit of a Joe job as well. The yep. you know because she then says like oh there must be something in that Reacher house, yep uh, something, something in, in the water. water sorry something in the yep. water in that Reacher house uh, making us believe that yes Joe was also probably quite big, probably oh, not yeah. as big necessarily but it does definitely but again it's it's another case of this is a dead person we're talking about. And they'll always True. try to prop you up and make you seem sort of bigger, larger than life. Have you ever seen Big Fish, uh, a Tim Burton film? Great film, by the way. Um, but, yeah, it's always kind of part of that. So uh, so may, take the compliment with a grain of salt. But, yeah, it does seem like Joe was quite big as well, which would make sense. Yes, yeah. and handsome. Not a, not necessarily handsome. I don't think there's anything saying that. Something in the water doesn't mean handsome. I don't think more handsome, more handsome than Jack. I that's what people were saying. Like behind that's deleted scene stuff, probably where they're like, oh, and he's also a lot more handsome than you. Um, so, I mean, this Jack's very handsome. Yeah, but you know, Joe probably is too. That's all I'm saying. There must have been handsome juice. In like, the water ha and we haven't seen we haven't seen Joe as an adult, have we? No, I wish we could. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'm trying to think now if in episode seven or eight, if they show him as an adult. And I can't recall. So probably not, because I think I would remember probably. Yeah. Um, they don't want him to steal the spotlight, you know, so they, they just don't put him in a show. Smart, if they, if they actually writing, I just thought to myself, like in my head, I was like, could you imagine if they actually like Reacher, the series becomes really popular and they really actually do like a Joe Reacher series. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the seasons is all on Joe Reacher before he died. <laughs> like, I'd so, go nuts. Oh, I would honestly lose my I would be so pissed off. I might stop. I might like refuse to do the podcast. It um, could be like a Jesse and Walt showing up in Better Call Saul this year situation, you know? Like, we've been promised, kind of, that Jesse and Walt are going to show up and better call Saul in this final season. Oh, really? I do think we need a Joe Reacher moment at some point. Because I think this show, obviously, is going to reach the heights of Breaking Bad. Oh. It's that good. Has it not? You don't think it has? <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so... Uh, this is where we get all the kind of information. Joe was working with the professors on this massive counterfeiting 
uh, ring and he discovered all the stuff we talked about before. He discovered that the key is the paper. And if you're a smart person and you're starting to connect some dots right now, you might you might have made some connections possibly. And then kudos to you. Um, but the key is the paper. And he realized, hey, there's still counterfeiting going on in Georgia, which, again, once again, I mean, this guy means this guy did not stop domestic counterfeiting at all. In fact, it was happening on a very large scale and being uh, sent out internationally. Um, so he he had completely failed at the job that he was basically asking for accolades for for so many years. Um, Nobody ever said that, though. Nobody ever said he failed. I I, I haven't heard one person say well, that's rude. Who are you going to say like, to his brother? You're going to say, what well, he's dead now. You're going to be like, yo, your brother failed. Like, they're not, they're all thinking it. Nobody's saying it. I mean, fucking Jack, <laughs> Jack's thinking it. He's just not going to no, say it. Yes, he, he is. Never. He knows. He, he knows. He knows. Um. Oh, and this is a key moment where Jack finds a military guy, he sees his boots, one of the cops, oh, and right. realizes he's a military guy. So he's like, Listen, soldier, I need you to protect this. And he's like, you can verify all this information. I'm, I'm undercover. Like, if, if you really said that to someone at a cop station, like, he walks up, he's like, I'm doing a secret undercover operation with the military. I'm private. Like, <laughs> I'm doing a secret private yeah. policing mission. Private policing. You can't tell anyone. You have to make sure to protect her. And, like, you would honestly just be like, you'd get your superior right away. You'd be like, there's a mentally ill person who's, like, a delusional <laughs> guy who's really big and scary scary and, and he's freaking me out um, <laughs> because it's so wild what he says to the cop um, it is but then the, the cop's just like sir yes sir you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i loved it i yeah. love that respect yeah he says sir, once you're yes, in the military sir. you're always in the military yeah and then, and then reacher knows that he's totally cool uh, to leave uh, at this point, walks outside, immediately realizes he's being followed. This would have been the one clip we would have wanted to have played. Although, actually, I just realized it's a fighting. I mean, we could play it because the the audio doesn't matter for it. It's just a fight scene, so we could play it. And then on. But then again, the, yeah, the video work for the audio people, the video. I mean, we, you know, we'll, we would talk about it, but it would be, yeah, it would be mostly for the video people. And again, the video was don't get posted. So that would be That's a really um, not very, a very smart thing to do. But basically Reacher uh, fucking he's he, I was sort of trying to figure out while the fight was going on. He, he was seemingly running away from the guy. Yes, because I wrote it, that. too. Yeah, it seemed confusing. It was like, why is he running away? And he's trying to climb up. So he was trying to get up higher, like climbing up railings and like, and it seemed weird because it seemed when they were having their confrontations, it seemed like he was, he, he could easily get the upper hand. You know, the guy was tough. The guy was like a, an assassin, but you know, Reacher could easily get the upper hand, but yet he was running away and it became obvious only at the end of the fight that he was, he was actually he doing it on purpose, luring the guy up to the top there so that he could choke him with a necktie by wrapping it around his neck and jumping over the side of a railing and fucking pulling down and choking him with his own weight. And it was, he also, oh, incredible kill. He also beat his ass with a bike tire too which i i really like like i was like why is he running what the fuck is going on jack it's a, i love jack i think jack's a great guy no. i'm like why the fuck are you running bro 
Like, yeah. fight. Yeah. I can't beat you up. The guy didn't. The guy looked like he was 52 years yeah, old. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't even the toughest guy he had faced. Uh, you know, he wasn't even like, yeah, it did seem odd. And, yeah, the bike tire thing was great where the guy tried to stab him and he grabbed the guy's hand in the bike tire and then broke his wrist. He also yeah. broke the guy's leg. He broke his leg and two of his arms in the fight before he um, choked him to death with a tie. It, it really is. If you go online and watch the, the clip of it, um, you just put in Reacher episode six and you'll see it. Um, it's yeah. really, really worth watching. Even if you don't watch the show, it's really, it really truly is a great. And then he, he actually kills him and then, and then spirit in the sky starts playing <laughs> <laughs> and he walks off down the alleyway and spirit in the sky, uh, starts playing. And it really did. Um, I'm just going to check because somebody, Somebody um, tweeted at us about this. Uh, Double Neg on Twitter. Uh, hello to you, Double Neg. Thank you for listening. Said, when I finally noticed that Reacher's mom calls him Reacher in the flashbacks, I knew this show was made for dumb people. And that's okay. Everything is so concerned with trying to be smart. It's uh, good. Some things just aren't trying. And I absolutely agree. And this is another moment like that where it's just like, you know, it is just meant to activate that d your dumb guy brain. He does this epic kill and then it's like, the spirit in the sky. You know, like it's just, yeah. I loved it. Loved I love the classic rock in this show. Yes. Jack Reacher doesn't even like. He likes the blues. He prefers the blues. Finley is the one who, of course, as we know, which is brilliantly played you know the way that they play it against stereotypical it's just brilliantly well done it's absolutely amazing um all right so that's episode six we got two more left we got two more left really excited but it's time for our awards um what was your uh, we have best kill right was is it best kill best scene and best character is that what they are or think, best line no I no think. no no best line best scene and then the episode MVP. Um, so let me just pull up. Uh, do you have a Do you have a line of the? Um... Yes, yes. Uh, Reacher and Finley are sitting in a car, and Finley says something to kind of own uh, Reacher, and then Reacher just looks over at him and was like, "Just sit there and wear your suit." I kind of like that line. I thought it was a little clever. So yeah. just sit there and wear your suit. Yeah. Again. Reacher. Again reaffirming that he's not a suit guy at all and so it doesn't matter actually yeah. what he looks like in a in a suit um uh, you know yep. um i'm gonna say uh the dung has hit the fan early on in the episode uh i when i first watched it 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 genuinely made me laugh just the turn of phrase you don't hear it very often the dung has hit the fan um and then you know reacher getting actually angry at him for not swearing like that just that whole idea is really really funny to me um the idea that reacher again who does not swear himself <laughs> not just, much. for some reason wants finley to swear more than him and i'm not really sure why but i do love it um okay how about your uh uh best scene of the episode well, i know what well, you're gonna I say get... i know what you're gonna say yeah you know we already 
had we already talked about this i know but when when roscoe blinded that guy with tree bark and then he yeah. blew his head up yeah that was my favorite scene yeah the tree tree bark blinding uh leading to him blowing himself up with his own bomb is a, it's a creative kill i you know i yeah. it was it was really good it was well executed uh, i'm gonna have to say that you know the one that we just talked about that final scene yeah. for me i mean I'm I'm a true Reacher head. I have true respect for Reacher, and I would never, obviously, you know, I'm not going to say that someone else's kill is a better kill than his. I mean, th this for me is the best kill in the um, in the series, um, and yes. my favorite, and one of my favorite moments of the whole series. So I'm going to say that. What about episode MVP uh, for you, Brian? Who's the episode MVP this week? Well, this person uh, just showed their range and how kind they are as a human and uh, what they can do. And I'm going to make my episode MVP this month. Roscoe, she made that good kill on that guy. She also piggybacked that girl all the way to the diner. Now, yeah. I'm not super thrilled with her on Picard because that was kind of a stupid decision. Do you think Picard you think you think Picard's yeah, he's a bit you think that she's stupid and does not see the danger of Picard. She's being no, ignorant. I she's being ignorant that, to that yeah. danger. Yes. But she's still the MVP. Had a great kill. Uh always good. Always good to see her. She played a little settlers of Catan. It was Yeah. It was pretty nice. She stuff, did have know? a big, 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 big time episode. And obviously that kill was legendary. And obviously she did show her humanity. There's no doubt about that. Um, she saved children, literal children from being murdered um, and an innocent woman as well. Um, and yeah, the creative kill against two assassins took out two assassins that were coming to kill those children. Very, very impressive. Um, and so I'm going to have to say my episode MVP this week is Jack fucking Reacher. Oh, okay. Well, I agree. He did a lot of good stuff, too. But not as good as Roscoe. But, you know, Jack Reacher. Jack, it, it, you know. Jack Reacher, this episode with his, not only his kills, his lines, his, you know, he showed some of his emotional side as well. And he basically said, hey, I have trouble keeping people close to me. And I don't have a lot of close friends. And the reason for that is because I'm actually considerate of people's lives and I'm not looking to get people fucking killed like university professors who are innocent and they don't even want to be dragged into something like that. Anyways, everyone, we'll be back next week uh, for episode number seven. Maybe sometimes they come out every two weeks. You know, hey, listen, it's no, free. We're good. It's free. It's fun. They'll come out when they come out. Um, uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, this is Chris Reacher signing off. Um, and then, and then Brian says his. Yeah. Bye bye. I don't, I don't remember what mine is. Well, you never All had, right, you never had one. It's probably some shit like, <laughs> it's probably some shit like, oh, Joe's a better, oh, no, whatever. I wouldn't right. say that. See you well, later, I everyone. Bye. Yeah. Listen up and watch if you're able to a podcast called The Reach Around Table. Sounds like a sex move, but I swear it's not. I wrote it down, never heard it out loud. We got Brian Reacher and his friend Chris Reacher. It's a Reach Around Table. Reacher, 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 Reacher Round Table. Uh.